podcast time. Group on grammar friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. Matt? Yeah. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's uh, been a nice day today. Yeah? What's made it nice? Well, we had a day on the town in Austin, mm-hmm, Tejas, mm-hmm. and we went out to the restaurant for lunch slash dinner. Yeah. It was like dinner time. Yeah. We went and checked out a filming location for a... Mm-hmm. Uh, First horror movie I ever saw, which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. So that was cool. It was really cool. The yeah. outside was awesome. And the inside was like a Johnny Cash bar, which was really cool. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's all it was all very awesome. Yeah. But yeah. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm excited about these two episodes. They're both really great. Me too. You know, you know what's funny is we actually recorded this episode once already, but then bloop, I was um, editing it disconnected my headphones and it just completely like wrecked the audio file for some reason yeah it was just gone and like after we recorded it i said i think this might be the best episode we've ever done (laughs) and so hopefully we can recreate that magic so karma was like (laughs) oh hold my beer yep pretty much (laughs) uh so it's taking us a little bit to re-record but we're excited to be here yeah absolutely Yeah, yeah super psyched and we got a little something here yeah do you want to do that first yeah Cool. So I think we talked about this before, but we have um, this really cool toy store called Toys and Things. Is that the name? No, I can't remember <laughs> what it is. Anyway, it's on South Congress, and which is like a, a really uh, touristy area. Uh, anyway, and they have these little, um, little vinyl... Fresh 2 Death Vinyl miniseries for Adventure Time. And uh, they're like those ones with like the packaging that you can't see. So you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So we're going to open up these mystery packages and see what characters we got. Yeah. Should we open them at the same time? Let's do it. All right. Last time we got, what was it? Farm World Finn and was it Trash Bag? No, it was BMO. It was BMO. That's right. Yeah. Here we go. Opening these on the air. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna feel. Oh, I bet I got another BMO. Oh no, I'm gonna it feel. It feels very. It feels very rectangular. I don't what know do you what think my you got? Like. Oh man, I have no idea. Feel for the ears. It's not thin. Okay, so you feel feel. Oh, this one feels like it has a hat. Take a guess. My okay. Wait, I'm gonna look at this. Oh, I feel the feet. That's what I'm feeling. I'm just gonna have. I definitely have a BMO. Uh, what's the gender bent version of Marceline? Marshall? Marshall Lee. Marshall Lee. Marshall Lee. All right. Let's ready? I have oh. another BMO. That's awesome. We get a lot of doubles of toys, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. What'd I you got get? Finn with luscious golden locks of hair. Oh, I love it. Finn without a hat. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, my arm just fell off. Listen, I think it's Finn without a hat. It's Finn without a hat. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm psyched. I'm going to put them right over here next to my computer mouse. <laughs> my there you gosh. go. All right. Well, yeah, we... and I got regular BMO <laughs> for the two, second time. We got a backup BMO. <laughs> backup BMO. <laughs> <sighs> so we're going to be talking about Time Sandwich and The Vault. Yeah. Again, both really great episodes for sure. Yep. Both of which we've seen a few times now. Yeah. Should we get to it? Let's do it. All right. Time Sandwich has an IMDb rating of 8.4, overall number 137, number 33rd episode of season five, directed by Elizabeth Ito, 
Written and storyboarded by Kent Osborne and Cole Sanchez. Original air date, September 9th, 2013, with oh. 1.98 million U.S. viewers. Not a very high number. Yeah. For such a classic episode. Yeah, because they didn't know what they were missing. I know. They're like, oh, we'll just skip this episode. Oh, it's going to be a filler. Oh, uh, oh. sandwich. Uh. <laughs> the title card shows like a uh, an electric orb with like time sandwich shooting out of it, like the, the letters. Surrounded by the makings of Jake's Perfect Sandwich. And there's also like a vortex. Yeah. A cloudy vortex. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like it. All right. So the episode starts out with Finn and BMO playing finger spread with blindfolds on. BMO wins the game, which is a really interesting game. They're blindfolded and they're like, I'm going to get you. And they have their hands in like gun position and then they push their fingers on each other and whoever can spread the other person's fingers wins yeah it, it's interesting it looks uncomfortable to it play does look, it looks like you're gonna break your freaking finger <laughs> yep jake comes into the room with groceries and tells the two of them to stay quiet while he gets in the zone he creates a sandwich that consists of cream cheese dill pickles boiled eggs cucumbers tomatoes onions sous vide meat that means it's been boiled in a bag oh okay yeah bacon and it had thyme and rosemary yeah uh, a bird from the window tears for salt and the soul of a lobster <laughs> lobster soul yeah the most important ingredient yeah the funny thing to me is that, like he just lets the lobster meat go to waste yeah totally it's there in the pot which is so sad i, I mean if it's a rock lobster. lobster it's like yeah that's fine but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay so let's pause for a second yes Sandwiches are like a big deal in our household. They are. Um, so for those who don't know, Matt was a sandwich artist for like seven, <laughs> seven years or something. Yep. And we actually met at a subway. Yes, we did. Um, so sandwiches, like our sandwich game has always been on point. One of my favorite things that Matt makes me is a veggie sandwich. I never would have in my like life been like... I really want a veggie sandwich. I'm, you know, I've never been vegan or vegetarian or anything like that um, in my, like, growing up. And Matt introduced me to the best sandwich in the world, which is the veggie sandwich. And it's so good. It takes a long time to to, to discover how to make a veggie sandwich. Yeah. That's, uh, that can be enjoyed by people like us who eat meat. Yeah. yeah. I love it. But we found it. We, we did. We found it. I, I take pride in my sandwich making abilities. He makes a mighty fine sandwich. Thank you. I, I love any town we move to because we've mm -hmm. moved too many times. I always got to find the place that has like the best sandwich in town. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I totally get Jake's like <laughs> enthusiasm for making this perfect sandwich. Where would you say your favorite, like of all the places that we lived, your favorite sandwich place was? Probably Huck's Hoagies up in Wolfboro, oh, New Rome. Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Listen, Huck's Hoagies, if you haven't been there, if you live at or near New Hampshire, it is worth the drive to go to Huck's Hoagies. They got a mighty fine sub. Uh, their chicken salad sandwich. Again, a sandwich I would not normally eat. It is like heaven. It's so good. It's delicious. Though I, I am also a big fan of a good thanksgiving sandwich oh my god thanksgiving sub thanksgiving subs don't even get me started okay so matt and i started this tradition every thanksgiving yeah you have the leftovers or whatever make a a soup or a what do you what does your mom make the gravy and the pot pie and stuff yeah. right no in our what? house 
Thanksgiving sub reigns supreme. Oh, 100%. I'll eat Thanksgiving subs for days. We had we had our first... I had my first one at D'Angelo's in New Hampshire. I think I did too. And it was a pretty good one. Yeah, it's not bad. And, and they always served like a gravy, like dipping cup. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was really great. So I, good. I'm not a huge fan of cranberry sauce. I will buy the cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving knowing that I'll have it for the Thanksgiving sub because the tartness breaks up the other savory items on yes, the sub. Yes, it all works together. It Somehow does, like all, a all, the, all Thanksgiving foods work as a sandwich. Yes, it's like a perfect marriage of like food together in harmony. Yeah, it's amazing. The other place I really liked was that one place in Linwood, Washington. Oh, yeah, I can't remember the I name. I can't remember the name of that, but it was right on the corner next to Papa John's, right? Yep. Yeah, that place was fire. Yeah, they made it. They made a pretty mean sandwich. That was a really good. We went to this place called Ike's here in Texas, and it was okay. I think the first time we were like, "Oh, this is so great," and then we had it a second time, and it's like, "It's eh, fine." It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, I don't think I'd get it again. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I think we're still in the hunt for our favorite like sandwich place here. Yeah, and you know, Texas, like Austin, Texas, is known for well, one of the things it's known for is food. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm sure we could find a really good sandwich place around here sometime. Yeah. You know what? The saddest thing I learned this year. You want to hear the saddest thing I learned? Mm -hmm. That Chiba Hut is like a chain. And I used to, when I played roller derby, we would go to this tournament when I, when I played in Washington. We'd go to this tournament called the Big O in Eugene, Oregon. And they would have it at the fairgrounds. It was really awesome. Really great tournament. One of my favorites that I ever played in. And it, within walking distance, you could go to the Chiba Hut. And it's like a pot, like themed place i was like these are the best subs ever and then i saw one here in austin and i was so excited but then it was like i learned they have them all over in california and colorado and and of course oregon and all that stuff and then i was just like oh man and their quality had definitely dipped since the last time i had them yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, I remember when i tried it out here i was like it's all right. Yeah, i was really actually kind of disappointed. I was like mm yeah, Dang. it's a bummer. <laughs> it is a bummer. They had really good Rice Krispie treats, though. Well, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sandwiches are life. We're on Team Sandwich all day, every day. Yes, we are. So announcing it as the best sandwich ever made, Jake asks Finn and Bimo if they want some, but Finn declines, saying that he's cool with Jake eating the whole thing. He's like, I know you want this whole thing, and I'm cool with it. But just before he's Jake eats... He's such a eats, good friend. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, that's like good friend stuff. Yeah. So uh, just before Jake eats his sandwich, Magic Man appears and steals it away. And uh, Jake demands his sandwich back, and Magic Man says that he can only get it back by solving his riddle. When your face shows 720, when green leaves turn brown, the only way forward is down. Then you'll see the wetter, the better. <laughs> so <laughs> I love when Magic Man shows up, and uh, Jake's like, Magic Man, he's like, Magic Dog. <laughs> Magic Dog. <laughs> I just loved how he said that. <laughs> he's like, he got all because your mom all of a sudden. <laughs> Magic dog. Yeah, he's like a Rhode Islander. <laughs> Jake complains that the riddle was wordplay at best, but Magic Man says, you try coming up with someone on the, something on the spot. It's hard before sa uh, savoring the moment and crashing backwards before creating a large bubble-shaped time field around him. Jake initially thinks that the time bubble froze Magic Man and the sandwich, but Finn tells him that he's just moving in super slow motion. So Finn points at Magic Man in the bubble, 
and they see a small drop of saliva dripping from his lip. <laughs> so gross. So they decide to try to get Jake's sandwich back before Magic Man hits the ground, which they assume is when he's going to take his first bite. Hey, really quick question. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that thing? So Magic Man, when he steals the sandwich, he like breathes on. He's like, it's got my germs out. It's mine. Did you ever do that to as your a, siblings? As a kid, I'm sure I totally did. Oh, yeah. It sounds like something 100%, I would have done. 100%. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so the two of them look inside the bubble, and in super slow motion, they say hi to each other. And it's like, how, let's retreat. So uh, then they ask Bima how long they were in there. And for them, it seemed like a few seconds, but Bima was like, you were there for five hours. And Finn and Jake are in shock. And they look at the bubble again. Magic Man is about halfway from the ground. So Bimo comes up with a quote unquote plan to retrieve Jake's sandwich, which is really a plan to make a skateboarding video. Like it makes a skateboarding ramp. Yeah. Um, and and so then he, he sl- goes down the ramp and 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 tries to get into the like fly and hit Magic Man with with his skateboard. Yeah. But instead gets trapped in the bubble as well. Jake reacts by saying that Bimo lied to him. He and, lied to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finn decides to call Princess Bubblegum or Prubs uh, while <laughs> Jake tries to make another sandwich. Yeah, this, him making another sandwich scene is so funny because it's like occasionally I have tried to recreate a meal I thought turned out awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I, it's somehow it's just like this just tastes really sad and awful because it's like mm-hmm. missing like just one magic ingredient or something. Yeah. This is like. Two pieces of bread with like a wilted piece of lettuce. In yeah, between. yeah, it was depressing. And he like turns on the music and he's like trying to dance. He like drags himself over. To he's think, like oh sadly my gosh. dancing over to the stove. It's hilarious. It's like this. And he looks outside for inspiration and he just sees like clouds and like yep. uh, wind chimes fall off the window. And he's like, uh. <laughs> so PB says that the time bubble is made up of molasses um, that will slow down anything inside as long as the molasses is at room temperature. And tries to use her molasses warmer to get things moving. So the molasses warmer is like this little rocket that looks like a bear's head. Like the bear from the honey bear. Yes. Yeah. So it enters the bubble, then explodes. And it's also moving in slow motion, therefore making it useless. Dumbstruck PB calls Marceline over to try and help. But when it... Wow, I just hit my microphone. Ah, crap. I'm I'm super excited, too. I did it like three times already. (laughs) So... When it explodes, it explodes behind Vimo. Mm-hmm. And Jake's like, now Vimo just looks cooler. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Jake sadly returns, unable to make another sandwich, and meets up with the rest of the group as Marceline reveals that her plan is to turn into de- demonic form and elbow drop into the bubble, leaving her trapped inside as well. Jake decided to speed up the grieving process by lighting up candles made with the bacon fat from his sandwich earlier. Finn tries to comfort him by calling someone else, but (laughs) Jake stops him, telling him that it's over and that he's never felt as sad as he does now and walks into the time bubble while moving normally. Yeah, and who Finn (laughs) says he's going to call is uh, Tree Trunks. He's like, Tree Trunks! (laughs) (laughs) What you going to do, make an apple pie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sad (laughs) your love is not enough i know i know we love you (laughs) if anybody doesn't remember that episode that's we quote that all all the the time time. i quoted freaking up a tree like right in the car this afternoon like (laughs) we seriously uh, i quoted something uh, or there's a quote from either this episode or the one that we're gonna be talking about later that we pointed out is something that we use on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, hmm, Mike could. Mm, yeah, Mike could. So uh, Finn points out that Jake is not slowing down in the bubble, and that being sad was the answer to the riddle, saying that seven twenty is sometimes called a sad face. 
Jake starts getting frustrated, like saying, "Like what? Nobody says that." <laughs> the sad face of seven twenty, mm-hmm. but he's reminded by Finn and Bubblegum that he needs to stay sad in order to get a sandwich back. So Jake runs towards Magic Man to retrieve the sandwich, but starts to get happier as he gets closer, slowing him down. But you see Magic Man's eyes look over, and they're all like, like oh. getting big. Yeah. <laughs> like, crap, I'm going to get my... <laughs> he anyway. knows what's coming. He knows what's coming. So Jake tries to be sad again by imagining his funeral, but ends up getting angry because he imagines Lady Rainicorn falling for Mr. Cupcake. This is like the, the weirdest best. part of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Snapping out of his fantasy, he reimagines because he starts getting like angry and starts slowing down. So he's like, okay. He reimagines the scene with Mr. Cupcake talking to Jake at his gravestone. He talks with Mr. Cupcake saying that he respects him and how he wants him to take care of Lady and his children if he's dead. And ends up sobbing over their relationship, which helps him reach his sandwich and end up punching Magic Man, destroying the time bubble. He's like screaming and crying as he's running towards yeah. Magic Man. Yeah. And it's like Mr. Cupcake. Like, what? What? <laughs> and they've what? had like no relationship up yeah. to this point. Yeah. So with the bubble gone, Magic Man hits the ground, gets elbowed by Marceline and has his face run over by Bemo's skateboard. So Jake continues crying while celebrating his victory. And the episode ends with Jake finally taking a bite of a sandwich, saying it's so good. While crying and rolling around in the grass. You oh, we probably... forgot to mention, when Marceline does the elbow drop into the bubble, that adds even more coolness to, to BMO's image. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've probably seen the gif, like, of either him rolling around the sandwich crying or him eating the sandwich crying. That's, like, one of, those are some of my favorites, yeah. for sure. Yep. So good. Yeah. For us, this is an iconic episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt, any thoughts on this that you wanted to add that you didn't already add? Of the episodes that we've rewatched, this is definitely probably like one of the top five to ten that we've rewatched on a regular mm-hmm. basis over the years. Yeah. Just really enjoy this one. It's super fun. Yeah, totally. A lot of funny dialogue. Um, every character in it is hilarious. Well, what I appreciate is that it's like everybody is like aligned on solving this problem and it's just and everybody's trying to use their strengths or cuteness as Bima would. But mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just I don't know, it's just kind of fun and and it just it doesn't pr- like move forward the storyline. It doesn't like tell us like give us backstory or or really like foretell anything to what we know now, but um, what is cool about this episode is it's just a gem in in the midst of just a really long season. Yeah. And, and it's just it's just great. It's so great. Yeah, this one's just super fun. Just like great filler episode. And like, I don't know, there's something about the quality of this one that like you knew that they they knew they had comedy gold here. Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. Matt, where was the snail? So the snail was on top of the stove when uh, Jake is going to put the lobster into the pot. Um, so when he's making the sandwich, yeah. Oh, I was going to tell you. So there's cream cheese on the sandwich. I learned in, like when we lived in Seattle, a Seattle dog has cream cheese and Dijon mustard and a hot dog. And so it's kind of cool. Yeah. I I feel like we've tried that at some point. We did. We had brats or brats. Brats? That, um, recipe for disaster his partner made. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. It was good. Sandwich. 2023. All right, Matt, what's your favorite line? My favorite line is <laughs> Don't call tree trunks. What's she gonna do? Bacon apple pie? That's so good. Which is Jake. Yeah. <laughs> what's oh, yours? Oh, sorry. You stay away from my woman. Uh sandwich. 
Also Jake. Jake also has Jake. a lot of good dialogue in this one. Jake's pretty, he's not obnoxious in this episode either. Because, you know, like some of the Jake-centric episodes, you're just like, dude. If Jake's upset about something yes. for an entire episode, he could be He could be extra. Yeah. So I especially liked that Jake was not extra in this episode. Yeah, he was, they found the right balance. Right balance, absolutely. Do you want to yeah. give me an impression of a character? It's got my germs on it, so it's mine now. Awesome. <laughs> Magic, Magic Man! man. <laughs> <laughs> my impression's also Magic Man. Oh. Magic Dog. Oh, I love it. Thank I you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So, Matt, yeah. we got some trivia. Kick it. It's trivia time. Trivia. All right. So, Princess Bubblegum's hollow phone displays the following context. L-A-B-D. 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 I wonder what that is. Lala Man Lemon Lad. Is Lemon Lad the one that they had in the that horrific? Oh, the kid. Yeah, that's Lemon Hope. Oh, interesting. Ah, Lemon Lad. I feel like these are all real characters. Lollipop Bad, Lorraine, Lulu, LSP, Manish, Manish the, the Manicor. Manly Minotaur. Yeah, the Minotaur. Uh, sorry, Marceline and Mini Bagel. Awesome. Uh, before going down the skate ramp, Bimo said, "Jake, you will have your sandwich back before my board hits the ground," which ends up being an accurate prediction. In the promotional artwork, it's implied that Magic Man stole Jake's sandwich because he was hungry and had nothing to eat. Well, he is a man about the streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the outfit you see Marceline wearing, you can see in her closet in the episode Marceline's Closet. Hmm. Oh, it's a great detail. I like that. Yeah. What was interesting, though, we both commented on this when um, PB was going to say, oh, I'm going to call Marceline. And Finn's like, Marceline? The, the vampire queen? Like, he'd never met her before. Like, yeah. he was terrified of her. I'm like, she's like your best friend, bro. I know. And yeah, he's, he speaks he speaks up for, like, they don't know each other. It's exactly. weird. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, some of the episode connections. The pickles on Jake's sandwich are from Prismo, which are seen in Jake the Dog. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Magic Man defends his riddle by challenging Jake to come up with a good one on the spot. Jake is unable to quickly create a good riddle in Rainy Day Daydream when he and Finn confront the imaginary riddle master. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Jake comes to grips with his feelings about Mr. Cupcake after the incidents of video makers and all the little people where he nearly wins over Rainicorn. Yeah, yeah. You could see him getting super jealous in both those episodes. Mm-hmm. So PB mentioning that she came over right at... Uh, Right away, once she heard about Jake's sandwich, may refer to five short gray balls when she makes the perfect sandwich, and cinnamon bun does not even taste it. That's why he, <laughs> no, like, shoves it into his, his stomach. stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, what? That was great. Yeah, it's uh, two episodes with perfect sandwiches. Yep, yep. Uh, PB and Marceline seem to be friends now after their recent amends in Skywitch. Oh, character development. Princess Bubblegum wears the same lab coat that she wears in Wizards Only Fools. In addition, her disbelief in magic is also presented again when she calls Magic Man's magic molasses. Yep. And here's a picture of a guy in a Homer Simpson costume. Why is that in here? <laughs> it's creepy. What is it? Oh, my goodness. Matt's oh, got the giggles. Oh, my goodness. I forgot to put that in there. Oh, I just... <laughs> um, doing some stuff with notes. Um... After the first time we recorded this, I went back to like fix a couple of things, and I just, on a whim, Googled Bad Simpsons costume. 
Simpsons. <laughs> That's really horrible, Homer Simpson. It looks like his it's made out of duct tape. It does look like it's made of duct tape, and his eyes are terrifying. It looks very scary. Oh, good his, times. His th- and he's got like, oh, the hair looks like a handle. Yes, it does. Oh, my god. He's too thin. Oh, my goodness. His head oh, is cylindrical. Goodness. Anyway. Oh, good stuff. So you had a prediction for this episode. No, no, you didn't, I didn't have a prediction because we've seen this episode a yeah, hundred times. A whole bunch. But I did have a prediction for next episode. Yes. So without further ado, it is rubric time. <laughs> I uh, don't have uh, I don't have I was a rubric time ask, sketch is that it? This is this it? Are <laughs> yeah. we doing more? Okay. No, I'm I'm a little rusty. All right, Finn and Jake's vault. Oh, the name of the rest episode for all of those who aren't following along, the vault. Okay. Finn and Jake's vault is getting too full from all the treasure they have gathered over time. They decide to go through it. Using flashbacks, they recall all of their favorite adventures. Oh, I like it. I like it. Oh, by the way, um, so just to clear it up, uh, one of our listeners emailed us recently saying they have no idea what rubric time means. And, and so it's, you know, Amy guesses what the next episode's going to be about based on its name if she hasn't seen it before. And one of our lovely uh, listeners. Caroline. Caroline wrote us this rubric to grade... Uh, Amy's guess is on. And if you want to read the rubric, it's in our show notes wherever you downloaded the podcast. Anyway, so. Any last thoughts? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I've said everything I have to say about time okay. no, no. I just, I really enjoy it. It's really funny. Basically, the too long didn't read version of this. Sandwiches. Good sandwiches are life. Yes. Yes. Until they're covered in molasses, in which case they're probably pretty gross. Yeah. Like, how did that not? Yeah. Well, it was magic. Okay. The reality is, is you're su- suggesting that really it was molasses, but I don't think it was. It was magic. Yeah. So, of course, they didn't leave a residue. Molas- molasses-based magic. Sure. So, maybe just the outer KPB. rim of it is The outer molasses. rim? The outer rim was. The outer rim. Oh goodness. Okay. Next. <laughs> Wrong goof. Wrong goof. <laughs> oh, goofy movie. All right. So our next episode is The Vault. The Vault. IMDb rating 8.7. Overall number 138. Episode 34 in season five. Directed by Nate Cash. Written and storyboarded by Jesse Mahoynihan and <laughs> Akko Kestira. Original air date, September 16th, 2013. 2.26 million U.S. Wow. Yeah. And the title card for this one shows Shoko, also known as the ghost figure from the the Creeps episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Inside of a, it looks like, what do you call those things that you like? Uh, yeah, you spin them on your eye as a kid and it shows all this trippy stuff. Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. It looks like a kaleidoscope, which we'll get into uh, uh, shortly in the episode. Oh and then you gosh. see her two uh, ghost eyes appearing over her. I like, bored that a, all terribly. Yeah, there's the river, toxic river. There's also the comet, an arm in the background. And then silhouettes of candy people looking real spooky. Yeah, really spooky. There's a butterfly. Yeah. What's the one that's to the left? I can't tell. The comet? No, it's the bottom left. Oh, that is... There's something, a hand on something else. Oh, I can't tell what it is. Mm. It's a mystery. Yeah. So the episode begins with Finn in the kitchen late at night making a midnight snack. Although the bowl he has is empty, suddenly Ghost Lady emerges from the floor, begins to grab him. Finn starts screaming as Jake and Bimo wake up and check on him to discover that he was only having a nightmare. 
Jake and Bimo are not happy with Finn's reoccurring nightmares about the ghost lady and try to think of a solution. Yeah, like when he's waking Finn up, he slaps him with yeah. like a giant hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the cover that covers his entire body. You're like, what the what? So Jake tells Finn that in order to solve his problem, he must visit his vault and find out who the scary lady is. Finn remembers the vault as the place where he stores all of his memories that he can't handle. And Jake is not amused to find that Finn does it uh, consciously. So Jake uh, presses for Finn to go into his vault, but Finn's like, no, his whole body goes all like wiggly. <laughs> and Jake's like, all right, all right. So, but later Jake comes to find, uh, comes to Finn claiming BMO has a new game, which is called Regression Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when he turns it on, it is actually a hypnosis that makes Finn enter his subconscious to visit his vault of repressed memories. And this is the kaleidoscope looking thing from the title card. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Remember the last time Jake tried to help Finn get over his fears. <laughs> yeah, the ocean of fear. Yep. And he, yeah, he just made it worse. He made it way worse. But in this episode, it didn't happen. So that's no, cool. it didn't. It's like he learned his lesson. Yep. As Finn goes in his hypnotic state, he explains to Jake his past lives, which include a comet, a butterfly, a thing, which was like this gloop that looked like poop, but it was yeah. like ra- like pulsating. He's like, I don't know what this is. Like a yeah. poop in another dimension? And the ghost lady herself. He then views the ghost lady's life where her name is revealed to be Shoko, a one-armed common thief who steals items for clients in exchange for money. The scene continues with Shoko and her pet tiger accepting a job from the Bath Boy gang leader to steal Princess Bubblegum's amulet. The Bath Boy gang. How do you describe these guys? So, so like, funny. Tough guys Lounging. that are all dressed... In, in, like, towels and, like, <laughs> we come to gear. Paul Shear, who's lounging in a bathtub with cucumbers on his eyes that he eats. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Paul Shear. So another another case where a celebrity, a celebrity guest in Adventure Time does a really good job with their uh, performance. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I thought he was really funny as the Bath Boy gang leader. Yeah, he was great. Also, Shoko is a cool name. I like Shoko. Yeah. That's cool. So Shoko prepares to leave, but the Bath Boy gang leader stops her to tell her that if she fails to retrieve the amulet, she'll be killed. And so he holds his finger to his throat. He's like, pretend my finger's a knife. (laughs) So Shoko sneaks into the Princess Bubblegum's castle by knocking herself unconscious and saying it was the Bath Boy gang. So PB rescues Shoko, uh, brings her inside the kingdom and treats her wounds. Shoko tells the story of her childhood to Princess Bubblegum, where her parents sold her right arm for a computer before abandoning her at a dojo. That's so sad. Yep. Princess Bubblegum is shocked and explains that parents are supposed to protect their children. Shoko takes PB's word to heart. The two form a friendship. Shoko tries staying with Princess Bubblegum and adopting a normal life. But a spy from the Bath Boy gang threatens to tell the Bath Boy gang leader that she abandoned the job, which would result in her death. Fearing for her life, Shoko pretends to beat up the spy, resulting in high praise for her combat ability from PB. So PB then requests Shoko's help on creating the first Gumball Guardians. So you know that this is a long time ago now. Yeah. So like when you first see the Candy Kingdom, it's still under construction. Like PB's castle doesn't have a roof. Mm-hmm. So she's just like sleeping under the under the skylight. And like you can see like the walls, they're still being worked on. And like it looks like they're usually covered in like frosting or something. Yeah. And there's parts of it that are not covered in frosting yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So once the Gumball Guardians are created, PB tells Shoko that she has a prize for her, ordering young Peppermint Butler to bring out a wooden box. So Shoko opens the box to find a mechanical arm to replace the one her parents sold. So Shoko starts to tear up and makes an excuse that she has to go back to her room. Shoko places the mechanical arm on her right stub and cries as she remembers the threat that Bath Boy Gang leader told her before she left. That she would be killed if she doesn't capture and return the amulet. 
The scene cuts to PB sleeping before a gumball guardian asks loudly if PB is in danger. <laughs> Princess Bubblegum tells him that she is fine and to go watch over the other candy citizens. It like walks out going like, are you in danger? Are you in danger? <laughs> it sounds like a dialect. It's yeah, it funny. does. So once the gumball guardian's gone, Shoko sneaks into PB's room and reaches for her amulet. However, the gumball guardian catches her in the act and he's like, I knew it. <laughs> Sets off an alarm waking up PB. So Shoko panics and swipes the amulet off of uh, Bubblegum's neck and jumps onto a platform below. However, Shoko is blasted by the Gumball Guardian's laser eyes, causing her to fall into a river of green toxic chemical waste below her. That's so sad. It is sad. And her poor little tires is waiting out, like, on the other end of the river. Yeah, he's sad. He's sad kitty. Yep. Princess Bubblegum orders the Gumball Guardians to rescue her, but when one of the Gumball Guardians places his hand in the toxic waste, it's burned off. Princess Bubblegum tells the Gumball Guardians to take a break for the night as she looks on in sorrow. Shoko's pet tiger looks on from below, waiting at the riverbank. Oh, sorry. I totally no, you're robbed fine. you of that one. No, you're good. Bubblegum watches on for a few more moments before turning her back on the toxic waste river. Bimo flashes, end of session, before turning off with a loud beep, waking up Finn from his hypnotic state uh, before saying that the past must be reckoned with. Yeah, and Jake's like, oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> How are you going to do that? So uh, he proceeds to call Princess Bubblegum, requesting her to come over right away. The scene cuts back to when Shoko fell into the toxic waste. This is a great scene. Yeah. So the pool ripples and a mutated Shoko, who now appears the same as the scary lady from Finn's dream, crawls out of the waste. She crawls out to the fields bordering the Candy Kingdom to a tiny tree sapling, remarking that she now has two arms for her transformation. She's like, too bad. Uh, it should be a lot cooler if I wasn't, wasn't about to hit my reset button. In other words, she is dying. So she dies at the base of the tree as the sun rises over her. <sighs> so sad. Yep. She left at the base of the tree only to let the tree grow around her as she soon ends up in the floorboards of Finn and Jake's treehouse. The scene cuts back to Finn's treehouse and Princess Bubblegum has arrived. Finn leads Princess Bubblegum to the kitchen where he proceeds to knock over the oven and tear up a bunch of floorboards, surprising and confusing Bubblegum. Once Finn is finished tearing up the planks, it is revealed a hollowed-out hole where Shoko is buried. So Shoko's ghost rises from the hole and hands Finn the long-lost amulet before disappearing, showing her skeleton remains. So this reveals that uh, the ghost lady was only haunting Finn in hopes that he would soon return PB's amulet to her. So uh, Finn hands PB the amulet where she exclaims in shock. So she looks past Finn and sees Shoko's skeleton, realizing who the skeleton belongs to. Finn cuts her off from saying anything by stating that he is Shoko and states that Princess Bubblegum is not 19, but rather a bazillion years old. Princess Bubblegum laughs nervously, and Finn looks back at the hollowed-out hole where a normal Shoko gives him the thumbs up. Finn comments that his vault feels lighter. It's like a pro-therapy episode. No kidding. <laughs> so, what do you think of this one? Oh my goodness, it's crazy. It was so good and sad, yeah. but good. I love the storytelling in this episode. Absolutely. I think the big reveal in the end that Shoku grew into that tree mm -hmm. that becomes the treehouse. Like, yeah, I, I was had. Like, oh, that's so cool. I know, right? I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I making that connection while we were watching this the first time because that, that, like, the. When I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the treehouse. It was wild. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like the character of Shoko. I love getting all this back, like, history with PB and, like, the beginning of the Candy Kingdom. That was fun stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It's a so, good one. So where's the snail, Maddie? So the snail is on the stairway, which is 
you can see it. Oh, where is it? Very In bottom right. Oh, okay. Wow, wow. You could barely you see could it. You could barely see it. Like, I don't think anybody could have caught this. It's when Shoko's confronting the Bath Boy gang member in the Candy Kingdom. You can see it, like, down on the bottom right of the screen next to the river. Yep. Yep. All right. No fill face. Uh, oh, wait. Snail watch. 2023. Boo, yeah. Yeah. No fill face. Uh, what's your favorite line? I might could, which is the <laughs> Bath Boy boss. Also, I have a second, a runner up. I'm a technical wonder child. And it's uh, Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> all right. Mine is, that's too much. Don't punch yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jake. Jake is like, Finn's like trying to like, like remember something. <laughs> and remember. punching himself in the head. Yeah, it's almost like, calm down, bro. <laughs> too much. Don't punch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to give me an impression of a character? Yeah, maybe. Hey, girl, sniff around for that cheddar. Uh, math uh, boy boss. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really good at it. He, he's not, a, he's not in this episode enough. Nope. Mine's also Bath Boy Boss. Um, pretend my finger's a knife. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got some trivia. It. It's trivia time. All right. The part where the Bath Boy gang leader explicitly threatens Shoko by moving his finger across his knee and saying, pretending my finger's a knife was censored in some countries. Aw. So Finn's, uh, it's like one of my favorite parts of the episode. It's so funny. So Finn's sleeping suit looks different in this episode. It goes all the way up to his head and has the two bumps on it like his head. In this episode, the early construction of the Candy Kingdom is seen, as well as the creation of the Candy People and Gumball Guardians. Duh. <laughs> so the radioactive waste in the Candy Kingdom was most likely originated from the Mushroom War. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, while we were watching, I was like, I wonder if that's the case. It turns out it is. So, as we mentioned, the tree that Shoko dies under later grows to the tree that the tree fort is built on. Her radioactive body perhaps acting as a fertilizer to make it grow as big as it is in the present. Ah. So, in the past, the Ice Kingdom mountains are made of rock like regular mountains, as seen from behind and to the left of the tree Shoko dies under. Hmm. Oh, I didn't even notice that. The promo art depicts Shoko's mother's trading Shoko's art for the laptop, as stated in the episode, and it seems to be giving the arm to someone dressed like Ash. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's what that bottom left image is. Okay. And I threw in another (laughs) close-up of that Homer Simpson costume. (laughs) so crazy. Uh, Apparently, Princess Bubblegum's telephone number is composed of five numbers, and according to the order that Finn pressed them, her telephone number is 17441. Hmm. I wonder if that's a code... Mm. Or something. I don't know. Um, both Shoko and Finn, Finn were abandoned by their parents when they were little. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is revealed that Finn's past lives were a catalyst, Comet, uh, Butterfly, Glowing Pink Blob, and Shoko. Shoko's tiger is a past life of Jake. Oh, yeah. How cool is that? That's awesome. So Finn learns of PB's longevity, which was previously speculated in a flashback in Earth and Water. Oh, my goodness. Right, there's some cool episode uh, connections. The title or the episode title refers to the creeps when Finn first experienced a ghost lady and places his memory of the incident in the vault of his mind. Yes. The robot arm that Princess Bubblegum gives to Shoko is similar to that worn by Finn's alternate alternative selves in the episodes King Worm, Finn the Human, Jake the Dog, and Pewhoy. Similarly, Princess Bubblegum gifting Shoko an arm mirrors her gifting an arm to Finn later in Two Swords. Spoiler <sighs> alert. Good stuff. So you had a prediction for this episode based on its name. Yes, I did. Which is the vault. And you guessed. Finn and Jake's vault is getting too filled from all the treasure they have gathered over time. They decide to go through it, 
Using flashbacks, they recall all of their favorite adventures. So it's like a best one of those like it's a flashback episode, like yeah, they yeah. do on The Simpsons. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Uh, I'm Troy McClure. I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was your prediction, and based on this rubric, which is graded by creativity and how close you were to the episode and character traits and all that, your overall number is thirty, which includes three extra bonus points because an episode with a similar plot does come up down the road. So today, booyah, A for Amy. I don't know how what that's today. Yeah, well, Caroline's <laughs> rubric is uh, pretty amazing. This one. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have thought about it when you graded it and agreed to Team Rubric, who wins everything. Yet again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get an A every week now, every episode. Uh, would you like to predict what the next episode's about based on its <laughs> sure, name? Sure, sure. Which is Love Games. Okay. Jake's Child TV decides to participate in the Land of Ooze version of The Bachelor, except this time... It's with all the available princesses and oohs. In ooh? Not to be outdone, IK tries to crash the show, imposing as a bachelorette himself. I love that. That sounds oh so Oh my funny. gosh, that'd be such a good episode. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe if, you're, if your prediction's correct, that's what the episode is. <laughs> well, that sounds hilarious. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Yes? We got some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. So, Anchor, the website that hosts our podcast, was bought by Spotify. And since that happened, these automatic Q&As started attaching themselves to our episodes when, we're, when they're uploaded on Spotify, and we had no idea until recently. So here's some of the Q&As, starting with the episode that we covered, the episode where we covered uh, Jake, Suit, and B More. And the question was, what did you think about this episode? From Sketch Warrior Cats, I love your podcast. It's amazing. And I used to kind of hate Finn, but now I like uh, him because Finn has his ups and downs. So yeah, hope you keep going on with your podcast. Um, Jay with a purple heart. Well, thank you so much. Is and it Jana? You think Jana? 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 It might be Jana. Okay, I'm glad we verbally processed that. Yes. <laughs> and the next one was from Gabby Figs, and they said, "I love this episode. I am in the same situation as you were before the episode around Be More, but you have inspired me to watch it again. Also, the season ranked episodes are some of my favorites. I'm so glad to hear that because I I never know like if people like our season ranking episodes at the end of the seasons, but they are my favorite episodes to make. Yeah. Yeah. This episode was great. Glad to see Amy and Matt and Amy back at it again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um. So. Oh wait, that's Hotep the Ninja. Oh, Hotep the Ninja. Hotep the Ninja. Hotep. Sorry. So, um, and then the same question was automatically asked by Spotify for the episode where we covered Skywitch and Frost and Fire. So what did you think of this episode? Uh, EAC said, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Courtright says, or CC, is it C Courtright? You think? Yeah, I think it's C, C Courtright. Unparalleled in its greatness, Team No-No will rise again. Oh, yeah, you know we will. That's what you think. <laughs> and we're going to overthrow the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> I really enjoy your extra segment. And then finally, it's... Oh, wait, 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 wait. N- can you say that one? Uh, the next one is by No Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, I really enjoyed your extra segment. Uh, and then <laughs> Sketch Warrior Cats... <laughs> Finally, it's been forever since you posted an episode. I listened to every single one you posted twice. You're the best. And I've been to Austin on a day trip. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Hope you enjoyed the food. (laughs) Did you get a good sub? (laughs) Did you get a good sandwich? If so, tell us where. Uh, Uh, And then as of, uh, so after those two episodes, I realized Spotify was doing this thing where they're doing this automatic Q&A. So then with the next one, I was like, okay, well, I can, I can change this and ask my own question. So I did that. And I asked, uh. 
So what's your favorite Flame Princess episode following um, the one where we covered Earth and Water? And Sketch Warrior Cat says all of them. I, uh, I would always skip um, episodes to watch Flame Princess and Finn episodes, so I barely finished the first series. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's something I would do. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next one is by A. And they said, I like the Vault of Bones episode. FP looks super cute, and you get to see a lot of her powers. I agree. That episode's a lot of fun. I like that one a lot. One girl who makes playlists says, my favorite Flame Princess episode would have to be uh, the one about the son of Rap Bear. This is mostly because earlier seasons felt as if the writers were trying to sell Flame Princess, but this one doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We, we talked about that at some point, how it's like the show kind of like, it's almost like they felt like they wrote themselves into a corner with her or something. And they, I feel like it just kind of takes a break from her for a little while until they yeah. figure out what they want to do with her again. Yeah, totally. I love her as a character, though. She's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, uh, Burning Glow or the Cooler, says Z-Wetch. Nice. Burning Glow or the Cooler. Nice, nice. Good Any choices. last thoughts on this episode, Maddie? I think this episode's grand. I've, I've only seen it a handful of times, but it's like a, it's like a 9 out of 10 for me. If, if, mm-hmm. I, if I was giving it like a, a number rating, I'd say it's, it's way up there. It's not like one of my favorite, like top tier favorites, but it's up there. Sure. I think it's great. I think, um, you know, I'm a sucker for great storytelling episodes and the artwork in this was great. Animation was awesome. Also, it's just like, yeah, you've got y'all have heard me say this a million times, but again, it expands the world of ooh. it gives us more context texture. You know, we're really learning more about these characters and I don't know. It's kind of badass. I like it. Yeah, I love the character of Shoko, too. And I also think she's a really well-designed character. I, mm-hmm. I love her look. It's mm-hmm. really cool looking. Yeah, I agree. Well, you guys, we did it. Yeah, we did. We did. We just finished another episode. Woo! All right. So if you want to check us out on the socials, you can check us out at, at Oh My Glob Podcast at Insta, Twitter, or Facebook. You can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at our phone number. Which is 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562. Or you can leave a recording on the Anchor.fm app. And as always, we will play it on the show. Booyah. I don't know why I'm saying booyah. Yeah, what's up with you? Bra? 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 I think I need a new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Wimmy wham wham wuzzle. <laughs> All right. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Bye.